Hey everyone, this is my brother Michael. My brother Adam. We're the Sharf Brothers. You're listening to Mentoring for the Modern Musician. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Mentoring for the Modern Musician. Another riveting episode. Riveting podcast episode with the Sharf Brothers, Mentoring for the Modern Musician. First, thanks to everybody who's been listening and oh and and good news if you haven't seen it already we are now on spotify we are on spotify which kind of feels cool kind of feels really cool feels a little feels, bit feels like special kind feels, of like we're sitting at the cool kids table yes right yeah like or, high school yeah. Early, you know. i mean it is we're on spotify and it is a podcast it's not like we're on the the ultimate no. playlist so it's kind of like just sitting at the really cool theater table that's true right but i hey, like that's that. not cool don't don't rank on theater kids that was that's uh, my high school experience i'm not ranking on anybody i'm saying not. exactly basically that was that was yeah. that was i could sit yeah. at the cool theater table you know so, so, that was, so that's good news pocket and thank you very much you guys thank you very, and and uh big shout out again to uh to berkeley college of music for Having us there. Yeah, that yeah, was great. It was the, a fun time. If you haven't listened to that episode we did with, um, with Livingston, Livingston Taylor, Taylor. Who we just call Liv now. Yeah, you know, because yeah. whatever. You know, it's just, you know, it was when we, wasn't that when we were talking to Liv at Berkeley? I, I think it was. I, I think I it know, was. a little bit like that. I so. think it was just like that. But it was super great. But yeah. Ralph Jacketine, um, who we've also had on the podcast, yes. had us come into his class and- His inter- music business His class. music business class yeah. at Berkeley. And, and uh, we got to- Sit at a table on a stage with Livingston with Taylor Livingston and Taylor. just ask him some questions. Yeah, which was, and that's kind of awesome. It's pretty, pretty amazing. So yeah. we went, and then we we were lucky enough to to get to stay in, and be guest lecturers. Yep. You know, for the for, for one the, of for uh, the last fifty minutes of that of, of, that of class, Ralph's class, which was also great. A blast. Uh, we there's so much talent. Oh man. In that room, so man, it was talent. so great, and it's been great. We I've been I don't know if you've been doing this, but I've been anybody that you know liked the podcast or whatever. I've yeah. started. Checking them out on Instagram oh, or on Facebook and see what yeah. they're doing, and just some great, great musicians. It's phenomenal stuff. Absolutely. And again, for everybody, this is remember this is what Michael and I are doing is taking advantage of all of our opportunities as they come up. Right. Where we go, oh, cool, and and who else would could we get on the podcast, and right. who else could we talk to, and right. remember that's what you want to do in your career. Exactly. And it's not creepy, and it's not no, opportunistic. No, it's real relationships. It's about relationships. Absolutely. It's. it's uh, this is these are the people that are are going to be your friends and your you know and your peers and peers yeah. and or mentors mentors or exactly mentees and the people that you're yeah. going to get to sit at the lunch table with so. <laughs> exactly exactly so um, and also quick just bit of house cleaning to make sure if you have not subscribed to our podcast yeah. on. Um, I was going to say on Instagram, on, to our <laughs> podcast. You can find us on Instagram too, M3 right. Artist uh, on Instagram. But yeah. M3 Artist. M3Artist.com uh, is the website, but yep. and you can find the, the podcast, podcast on there. Link right from there. But if you haven't subscribed on iTunes or on Podbean or Spotify, Spotify you know, if you want to, you know, know, whatever. Just, you, know. Um, you can tell we're kind of excited about that. Yeah. Uh, then go ahead and, and do that and leave comments and Please. let us know what you'd like us to. Yeah, if there's anything you want us to talk about. You know, let us know. Reach yeah. out. We're we're always looking for cool subjects to talk to you about. We are and, here. That is why we are doing this. Right. So that we will get you information that you wish you had. Exactly. So Remember, that we can help you maximize your maximize talent your talent in your career. Try to get you a meeting, or at least a virtual meeting with the people you wish would take your call. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, so today we we really want to talk about um, something that we've uh, really been noticing magnified in the music industry for the last four or five years, but it's really kind of been 
an issue for as long as there's been a music industry. Forever. It's so funny. The, right. Like the further we go back, we go, wait, what? I don't think that's ever really been a lot different. I, I, I started thinking about this from another podcast I was listening yeah. to. And the, the idea that, so that's why the title of the podcast is, why does Lyle Lovett not have my email? Exactly. So I just went to go see Lyle Lovett and uh, Sean Colvin at the Music Hall in Portsmouth, mm -hmm. New Hampshire. And it was this great, you know, just the t an intimate night with Sean and, and Lyle or something like right. that. And it was just the two of them on stage with a couple of chairs, a couple of acoustic guitars. And a table between and them. And a table and drinking some tea. And right. they would, one of them play a song and then they talk. And then the other one plays a song and they talk and they tell stories. And, and it's fantastic. It's unbelievable. Right? Like, and now what you got to know is I have like every Lyle Lovett record. Which is exactly. Right? And this is, and this is why what I want to know is what is wrong with Lyle Lovett's label Management team. Management team, publicist team, that how they don't it, have your email. How is it possible that they don't have my, like never in, in the history of ever buying a record in my whole life from the time I was a teenager until now, like right. the last CD I just bought. Yeah. Has it in the physical CD package said, hey, send in this card and we will add you to our mailing list or our email list or our Facebook group well, or our anything. And now it's really easy. How it's easy could it good. be? There's a, you know, his website and there's a email, there should be an email pop-up. And all they have to do is go get new news from Lyle Lovett. Right. And are you a fan of Lyle Lovett? Right. So, you know, get news from him directly. <laughs> exactly. You know? I'll tell you who did know how to do that. Who? And that was the Disney label. Right. Right. Because that, you could not get off the Hannah Montana exactly. mailing list. What, and, and, and what's interesting is that that label was run from a, a different entertainment paradigm than the way most record oh my labels God, you're totally are right. run. You're totally right. Right? Most record labels are run on record cycle. Right? right. On album release cycle. Right. Right? Right, exactly. And you are important to that label only during their artists, you know, three to six month release of that right. album. Right. Right. Those album sales. Right. Whereas with Hannah Montana, you were important every day. Right. Because they understood you're going to watch the show and they don't make any money from you watching the show except for advertising. Right. You're going to maybe buy like a Hannah Montana wig. Or right. you're gonna, but yeah. then you could get like a poster, yep. and then you could get. And in order for you to get all those things, well, they could do a couple of things. They could put them in every Toys R Us around the country, well, except that there aren't going to be Toys. Except R Us there aren't going to be anymore. Toys R Us anymore, right? So in the United States or in the UK, anywhere they're just closing they're stores, gone. right? So it's yeah. going to be some good real you, retail Amazon. space available. That's though. okay. Amazon's going to buy it. So no, no Whole Foods I'm is going to buy already. it. Well, it's going to be Amazon. They're right. <laughs> they're going to turn into <laughs> that is Amazon. So. So, but here's the thing, and again, we can complain about the paradigm shift, right. or, or we you can, can you notice go, it right, now and what? go, all right, now what? So, I love the, uh, that's a great point. Right. So, and so, and what's interesting is the other artists that did that really well in the beginning of their career were, was oh, the Beatles. The Beatles. Well, the Beatles, the Beatles had a secretary. Right. Right? Yes. Good old Frida. Yep. There's actually a documentary about her. Mm -hmm. She was not like a music, rock music secretary. Right. She was a secretary. Exactly. She worked in a secretary pool in England mm -hmm. and would go on her lunch breaks to go watch them at the cavern. Yep. 
And their manager approached her and said, hey, we want someone to be the secretary for the Beatles and take care of their fan club. The Beatles used to send out Christmas recordings. Right. That was them. Hey, hello. This is Tom. This is Paul. This is Ringle. This is John. You know, and 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 do silly Christmas carols and do like little acts where they would pretend they were other people and send out an actual physical record right. to their fan club. Right. And the fan clubs were, you know, Elvis had a fan club and Frank right. Sinatra had a fan but club. Fan, and but fan club is different, right? Than what we're talking about. We're not talking right. about so a fan the club. Beatles. Yes, but the, who I was going to go to modern day wise is Taylor Swift. Oh, right. Right? And Taylor Swift did the same thing where if you joined her fan club, so it was fan club also, if you joined her fan club, you got access to early tickets, you got, you know, you got a chance to do, you know, backstage super fan tea parties for her was the thing. Right. And so people have been noticing this. That was modeled on on the KISS army. I was going to say that, yeah. Right, so KISS, I mean, I remember the first time it occurred to me that KISS were doing something different was I saw a show on MTV or whatever, and they were showing that you could buy a KISS coffin for $60,000 and be buried in a KISS coffin. <laughs> and I went... This I was thought, after you died, though. I mean, they didn't work going to bury I, you alive, I'm not thinking. I'm hoping not. I'm hoping. I didn't exactly. watch the rest of the show. But okay, I remember so thinking, right. A... Wow. Wow. Someone would pay $60,000 to buy a KISS coffin. Okay. Who would do that? And B... Superman's. Right, and I was like, "Wow, that's also a thing." Now, yes, this is probably late '90s. Right, could have been early 2000s. I think it was yeah, yeah. late '90s though. And I remember, and it sort of washed over me, and I forgot about it. And then it came back when I heard somebody talking about it on what podcast was it? Music Biz Weekly. Music Biz Weekly. Where the, yeah. it's the or guy well, who, well, yeah, he he runs ran the, he ran their merchandising, and and right. he's talked about that experience and cultivating that experience and experiences. Right. Are the new and that's what album we're talking, sale, and that's what we're talking about. About an experience, we're, we're talking about that. What's crucial, especially now in the industry, but what could have, <laughs> what might have gone a long way towards saving the industry, as is, it were, right? Was understanding that your that that music consumers are not just. Album consumers, right, and they're not or forty-five consumers, and they're not or to MP3 be they're not consumers. to be looked at as if they're somebody that comes up once every album cycle and then right. they're done. No, exactly. Well, you know what's interesting when I think about this is that you know who's understood that for decades? Who? Coke and Pepsi. Okay. Right. That that you're you well think think about the advertisements in the seventies for Dr Pepper. I'm right. a pepper. You're, You're a, pepper. a pepper, right? Like, what does He's that pepper, mean? She's a pepper. What, do you what does like that mean? Pepper too? What they're Be trying to do team. is they were, they were trying. The narrative. They were trying to to get you to be a super fan of their yeah. Well, of Apple. their pro. I was going to say Steve Jobs, right? What what he Brilliant. understood was lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. I just saw. I actually just saw an old ad. Um, the, one of the first ads about. That, that they did with with Apple, where they were branding, yeah, and it's and it would, the whole thing was think different, right? And it was narrated right. by Richard Dreyfus. Oh my God! And yeah. it was all, you know, it's showing all. So it's Amelia Earhart and right. um, Martin Luther King and right. all these people. You know, they have people who are leaders were on the outside and Mahatma Gandhi and it was like yeah. all this stuff. And it was yeah. 
think different. And they were laying the groundwork for making you feel cooler and and like a leader and connecting you to Gandhi. Right. If you bought right. their computer. Exactly. Absolutely brilliant. So and understanding that that the way to do that is to create the super fan. Exactly. And have it be that they define themselves as whatever your brand is, that that's a part of who they have. They have a bumper are. sticker on their car that lets you know they, they have a Mac. Exactly. Right? All right. So exactly. now that's great. Okay. So that's the corporate branding thing. Excellent. And, and they've done that really well. So let's bring that back to Lyle Lovett and why he doesn't have my email. Right. Right? Yeah. All right. And, and obviously this is to you guys. And remember that I am your fan. Right. Exactly. And if I have all exactly. of your records, you better be emailing me and I better see your Instagram. Why are you emailing me? Right. I better I see your Instagram your... feed. Because if I have all your records, don't you think I actually would want to know what kind of coffee you drink? Right. I have a I have a good one for you. Okay. Okay. So I went and saw John Mayer this past year. Yes. At, uh, what are they calling it now? The garden. It's Fleet Garden. It's not the Fleet Center anymore. It's the Garden again. TD Garden. TD Garden. Thank In you. Boston. It's the, In Boston. It's, it's the, the big, big. It's where the Celtics play. Exactly. Bruins play. It's where they have ice capades. I bought, I bought tickets early. Okay. They were, you know, you know, ridiculous amount of money. Ridiculous. Doesn't matter. Hey, doesn't matter. It's not a. It's mess. the experience. It's the, Here's it's the, the thing. Experience. You didn't care. Exactly. You were going to see John. Exactly. Mayer. Exactly. So because I, I bought three tickets because I was taking my daughters, mm -hmm. and they sent me a CD. Brilliant. For each ticket I bought. Brilliant. Isn't that great? Because so now I still have a CD player in my car. Right. Right. So I'm still, I'm listening to the CD. I was listening to it this morning. Right. Coming in. Right. And when I got there to the, to the show, they, you know, they always have merch. Yep. One of the things they had that was great was they was, they were walking around with water bottles, John Mayer water bottle. And all you had to do was always sign up and give them your email and give them your email. Right. And you were good. You could win the, you could get the opportunity to win one of the guitars that he was touring with signed. Amazing. Right? Now, so did I do it? Of Absolutely. course you did. Now, why in the world have they not emailed me? They haven't emailed you? That was four or five months ago. Oh, see, I, I love, that's exactly right. Why, why haven't they emailed me? Why didn't they make sure that I'm not following him on Instagram and, and, and Twitter? Why haven't I gotten updates about the other things that he's got going now, on. Now, I, I, I know that's a rhetorical question, but I mean, I'll answer it yeah. for the John Mayer camp because they don't have to. Because you're going to, you are a super fan and he is so omnipresent. Right. Except like, that what else might I have bought? Well, no, this is, the, and again, where I would say their, right? their argument would be his brand is there and he's got 2 million Instagram followers and mm -hmm. you know what's going on. And that's true. But you're absolutely right. They're leaving money on the table. You could have definitely bought something, a T-shirt. Absolutely. A coffee mug. Right. A little notepad a that lanyard. has sand, a lanyard. A little yeah. notepad that has John Mayer quotes on it that you keep on your counter when you're writing. Right. How about uh, an app? An app. Oh, of course. Right? Right. John Mayer cents. app with his guitar solos. And little John Mayer quotes. Right, exactly. Where John Mayer not just says something. Playboy. Not not the old quotes. Not the the old ones quotes. since he cleaned house and figured out, exactly. I'm not a comedian. I'm a musician. <laughs> exactly. Um, but so. No, you're exactly, you're exactly right. So now the fact that you went to a Lyle Lovett show oh. that was sold out. Sold out. Okay, so it's sold out. Beautiful thing. Anybody who's there is a super fan. 
these guys have been in the industry for you know 30 years right absolutely and decades. And, and decades and they've known each other for 20 almost 25 right. years right telling stories it's great we're all in i mean i you know we're listening to the song sean calvin plays the song that you know, my wife and I used to rock my son to sleep tonight at three right. o'clock in the you're, morning. And you're bawling. And I'm crying. Right. Right, right. Exactly. And it doesn't even, at this point, it really didn't even matter if her range is as good as, I'm already right. sold. I'm it's in. It and you're right? in. Right. I'm going to go. Right. The show sold out. They don't need to do anything, mm -hmm. but they certainly could have done something. All right. So they played straight through. Great. Because nobody wanted to take a break. Except. Except what? When are you going to buy merch? What? Right. Because it's gone by the it's, time you get out. Right. right? They, they packed it it's away. Packed up and gone. Right. Okay. So. So here's what I want to know. Why didn't they record that show on okay. set.fm? I'm sorry. Say, so I'm going to just say time, time out. out. Michael's doing a big T here. What was the name of that? Set.fm. S-E-T. Dot. D, D, right. Dot like the little dot. Little dot like a period. FM. FM. We're actually going to put the link to that in the show notes for this because yes. any independent musician who is currently <clears throat> playing shows, all of you, small artists playing in clubs, regional artists touring around driving yourself in your van larger regional artists mm -hmm. that are maybe driving in an, R an RV and booked yep. by Paradigm that's right ripe we're talking to you guys <laughs> you know what I mean and, or or big artist or John Mayer or Sean Colvin and Lyle Lovett's management if you would like to call I will talk to you about especially this especially Sean Colvin and Lyle Lovett's management here's the played thing they a sold out show they played a, a sold out show seat in a thousand theater. seat theater and all they would have had to do was hook up the app to Set the soundboard dot fm right and they could have recorded it recorded exactly what was coming off the board exactly what we heard and then i could have downloaded it for how much well, who knows well, right right i've what's funny i was talking to somebody else about this who went to go see a show who didn't do that and i said how much would you have paid to to download that they're like oh like 80 bucks 100 bucks I was, of right. course, thinking 20 bucks, 20, right. 15 I mean, bucks. Because we're musicians, right. so we're, we're musicians. like, well, you know, we don't want to you know, about, gouge you know, anybody's, you know. But, but you know, you didn't. $6,000 for a Kiss right. coffin. I think people $60,000. $60,000. For a Kiss I, coffin. I think that people who spent $100 for tickets. For a ticket and 100 bucks to go out to dinner and right. probably got babysitters and, 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 Probably right? would spend $75 for Now, again, this is, we're, we're talking about legacy artists. Absolutely. Where, where they've been around. Yeah, but. For well, a long what about time. a band like Ripe that you were just talking okay, about? Okay, right. Those Ripe. people are spending their night. They're Who's... spending their whole day around, I want to go see Ripe. Anywhere anywhere within 50 miles, 100 miles of my house, I'm going to drive to go see the show. Right. Right? You think they would spend 25 bucks, 30 bucks for to a recording get of the of night? Of that show? Of that show. And the band gets to keep most of it. I think set it, .fm. I think it was 10%. Right? No, I think they keep 25%. 20? Okay, 25 um, but so you make 75% of the sales for the show when you already paid the show. You don't have to do anything. Right. You already played the show. You played the show. You were awesome. People already paid tickets. It's just money left on the table. Now, for developing artists, let's remind you, first, you want to be awesome. Absolutely. All of this is predicated on... Your awesome life. Your awesomeness. Right. You just being an awesome artist. Right. Great songs. Right. Great vibe. And you play incredibly well live. You play incredibly right. well live. All right, so... Once we've and, established that, and if you're not selling out a club, but you're, you know, let's say it's a, it's a, let's say it's, you know, a club like the Middle East in Boston, or upstairs or downstairs. Uh, uh, let's say upstairs, upstairs. Like or, or we could say, or we could say, uh, you know, the Rockwood in. You're right. One in, of the three rooms. One of the three rooms in in New in, York. In right? New York, and you are in the main room, and you've got fifty people mm -hmm. there, right? That paid whatever the 
whatever the cover was to get in. It's 15 bucks to to get in. Right. Well, you're not going to charge $30 for your set of them. What if you charge five bucks? I was going to say, what if you charge five bucks and 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 only 10 people buy it? Okay, so you generated fifty bucks. You get right. to keep seventy five percent of that. Right. But but more to the point, like you're saying, mm-hmm. those people are now listening to that and playing it for their friends. And playing it for their friends. Oh, and by the way, so maybe next time you go to the Rockwood, you get seventy five people there. Oh, and by the way, you get to keep these on set FM. Right. So then people get to go back, and they missed a show. They're like, oh, I heard that Portsmouth show was amazing, and buy it again. Exactly. So you've got le- you've got residuals coming in from. Right. So how? Well, what are we gonna do? Because nobody's buying music. No, but they'll buy. They'll pay twenty or thirty bucks for a show you play for the experience. The experience. And then having this recording of it is another part of that experience. That's exactly right. All right. So the reason we're picking on Lyle Lovett and John Mayer right now, and John Colvin, is um, they're wildly successful artists. Yeah. And we see points in their career where they're leaving money on the table. Absolutely. That nobody's talking about. Yeah. And part of it is that they are approaching the music industry. From that very From old that very old paradigm. paradigm. But remember, the paradigm was flawed to begin to with. To begin with. Right? right. Like, Muddy Waters <laughs> got a Cadillac right. from Leonard Chess. And then... Like Leonard Chess kept the money. Right. Right? So brilliant because Leonard Chess had a car payment. Right? <laughs> exactly. And then now, Len definitely was was uh, gracious to Muddy later on and gave him some of Chuck Berry's, Chuck Berry's royalties <laughs> so that he he could, you know, make right. enough money. And that, and we're not picking on Leonard I'm Chess. I'm not picking on Look, because th- first of all, this happened he, all the time. This was the way it worked. The this way it is worked the way was it worked. The label kept most of the money. Right. And people who were not musicians. Right. Got 80% or more of the money that was generated by artists. Right. And most artists were fine with that because they weren't making squat. Right. Before the label came in. Right. To do it. And they were making money at shows. Right. And, and, well, and their shows were bigger because their album sales were bigger. Right. I mean, and anecdo- it was, anecdotally. It felt like a you scratch my back, I scratch yes. yours kind of feeling. You right? could make a lot of money playing music. Anecdotally, our grandmother was making 60 grand a year playing clubs right. around Hollywood in the, 50s. in the 50s and she didn't write her own stuff. Right. You know what I mean? She exactly. was she was she was singing stuff. Right. Exactly. And her big thing she was she was on a TV show and she had yeah. sang with Bing Crosby and right. so she was able to and she was booked by William Morris agency right. but was able to do it. So and that was somebody where you look her up and you go, "Oh, that's a fascinating career she had." And she did have a great career. Right. But it wasn't like Bob Hope or Bing Crosby or exactly. somebody at that level, yeah. although she was working with people like mm-hmm. that. But she was able to make back then. Oh, absolutely. Back in the day, yeah. Yeah. right? So that kind of live money isn't really where the money is coming from right now. Right. It's other things. It mm-hmm. is merchandise. It is live recordings for people who are at your show. It right. is coffee mugs and, you know, but meet and greet meet experiences. And experiences and, 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 and. Right. Yes, and you'll make some money from streaming. Totally. And you'll make some money if you get big enough by having a co-pub deal with a big publishing company yes. and getting your songs in movies and TV shows and right. overseas and advertising. Overseas and, and, right, and, exactly. and, you know, and yeah. if you get big enough, then yes, you will be touring. And you'll mm-hmm. even do virtual touring, which is cert- certainly getting larger on the horizon. Absolutely. With, with Concert Window and, mm-hmm. and other... Uh, 
what was the other one that I always forget? Something jelly? Street jelly. Street jelly. Yeah. Where you, it's, you know, it's, yeah. it's virtual. It's Absolutely. like busking online. Right? Absolutely. Um, so there's all kinds of possibilities, but you cannot leave money on the table. Yeah. And it, so one of the things that we're talking, that we talk about all the time is trying to remind people that, that you, if you're a musician, yeah, you're an entrepreneur. Yep. And you can be a good entrepreneur, right? Successful entrepreneur, right? Prosperous entrepreneur, or you can be a poor and a struggling, sad entrepreneur. Sad. And I'm just gonna say, we we try not to say don't. Right. We try to be positive. Very difficult. Yes. But right. I'm. If anybody is out there, calling themselves a starving artist or yeah. a struggling artist, we, right? We please do me a favor. <laughs> we stop that. Okay. Exactly. Seriously, like right. stop that. Right. Look for a way to to increase your income. You know, there is a there's a ton of different, you know, ways to, to play gigs where you can make more money. You can be in other people's bands. You can teach. You can. Yes. You know. And prior to all of that, the first thing you can do is stop saying that. Right. Absolutely. Stop saying that. Right. <laughs> exactly. You're not a struggling artist. You're right. an artist. Right. You're not a starving musician. You're a musician. Right. Yeah. So just by taking it out of there, now you're not no, saying exactly. it all the time. Now exactly. you're not thinking it all the time. Right. It's like saying, oh, I'm not very good at guitar. Well, right. You, you know, you oh, I'm, I'm not very good at bar chords. I'm right. not, you know, well, then, oh, I'm not very good at my falsetto and my singing. Right, exactly. You're right, not with that attitude, young man, young lady. You know <laughs> exactly. what I mean? Yeah, then you won't be. And, you... and and part of that's our, part of our yeah our attitude tune-up. Right? Oh, yeah. that's a good one. Attitude tune-up. I like that. Do an attitude tune-up. There you go. Right? Yeah. And maximize your talent. Absolutely. Maximize what you have. Absolutely. And part of that is the way you're thinking about it. And then there are, yes, absolutely actionable right. um, uh, techniques totally. that you can have to help yourself have a, 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 a more prosperous career. And prosperous in all ways. Oh, prosperous yeah. in yeah, yeah. financially, prosperous emotionally, prosperous in terms of generating a bigger fan base. Yeah. And I remember, man, I remember when this the, the, the indie world, the DIY stuff was happening when we were touring. Mm-hmm. And I remember being really bothered by the idea that it seemed like in order for anybody to label to take interest, you know, you got to already be doing all the stuff that they'd be doing anyway. Right. In order for anybody to be interested. Well, yeah. And and I, I wish somebody had been a little bit more honest with me and said, well, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the deal. That's exactly it. That's what has to happen. Because that is the deal. And if you get your head around that idea and and flip it in a positive light and go, all right, well, that means that I don't have to wait around. Right. I don't exactly. have to take all these chances and hope for like something to fall into place. And hope I'll get discovered. Hope I get discovered. Well, maybe tonight will be the night. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, it may be one of the nights, but here's the thing. Right. Make sure you still post about it on Instagram. No, exactly. And make sure that you're writing great songs. Right. And make sure you're saying hi to the people after the show. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Well, and and so I, I want to. I'd love to just flip the the discussion back to that for a minute yes, because please. that that really is what that was to me. That's the whole. That's the big point about why doesn't Lyle Love it have your email and why right. does John Mayer have my email and not, and email, not email me? Email you. The way that the industry has gone mm-hmm. and I, I, you know unless some kind of you know miracle of miracles happens i don't see it changing for a while right it is about the fan experience yeah 
right? That is, that's where the monetization is going to come from. It's going to come from the people who are following you and who love what you're doing. Yes. And who, uh, you know, you, you can call them fans. You can call them your you know, family. Your family. You can call your, them. You can call them your, your army. Your uh, right. You can, whatever your militia. Whatever you <laughs> choose to call them. Whatever they are. They're. They are the important part of what you do that will get you some financial stability yeah. to where you can keep creating art. I mean, look, if you had a brick and mortar store, the people coming in, your customers, your right. guests, right, 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 are who are going to make sure that you can keep expanding exactly and open right. another store or put another department in there or try another line or right it's important to think about the people who participate in your career by listening to your music and coming out to your shows yeah. and giving you feedback on social that that those people those are your guests man those are your that's your bread and butter that's those are the people that you want to keep engaged yes. and feeling important. And and I, I know I was I was very reticent to, to uh, uh, embrace the the not the fi- not just the financial the the business side of right. the industry because I'm such an artist I'm such <laughs> a you know I. You whiny little, whiny little. I I need to go. I mean, I've got like the little soul patch, but I need like a beret and yes, you do. You know, little tiny sunglasses and a (laughs) cup of espresso because that's me. That really is sort of who I am, right? In my soul. But you know what? It takes some money to buy the beret, and and I need razors (laughs) so I don't have hair all over my face. So you sit around and drink espressos. You got to be making money. Right. Got to be making money somehow. And and that understanding that if you're asking to be discovered by a label, right. What you're asking is for somebody else who's a corporate monster without a soul <laughs> to come in and do all the stuff that you're a little uncomfortable with. They, they don't all lack a soul. You know. No, but they're corporate. It's a corporation. You might have great people there, mm-hmm. but all the sad stories you ever hear from major labels, oh, yes, I know a major label, and then we got the weird producer, and then our album got shelved because the guy who was our advocate left and went to a right. different label. But, and there's less and less and less of that because there's less money to be made. So there are less of those people. What is it that our friend AJ, Toby, right, from, right, said from Rough Trade Publishing, from Rough Trade Publishing. says he that one of the great things about the crash in the industry was anybody who was just in it for the money went to the tech sector. You know what I mean? <laughs> so with the tech world. So we're left with so a lot less of great of that, people. But, yeah, but that's in the that's in the large indie world. I mean, in the major yeah. label. And look, I'm not anti-major label. Oh, absolutely. By any not. stretch of the imagination. No, if you get a major label deal, great. And and Do if you it. It, the thing is that. You want to understand what that entails. Exactly. If you're going to get a major label deal, have a really caring and wonderful music industry lawyer yeah. help you with the contracts. Um, be on the lookout for a great right. management partner slash team slash person. Yeah. Maybe a, 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 with a key man right, right. now, key woman yes. provision where you, you have a person to deal with. Make sure you or, understand what a three... man or woman depending on the day. Whatever. Yeah. Right. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. Right. Um, that, that make sure that you're that you understand what a 360 deal is. You know, I'm really glad that you just said the 360 thing because this is the thing that has perplexed me Okay. Uh, since the 360 deal the started with the labels. Wow. Uh, who was it that, that 
that so it was Jim Zumwalt that Jim came Zumwalt. up with the 360 yep. deal, but he did it to try to get was it uh, it was Paramore Paramore to get the deal, label to, to get, get them to be more invested. That was how he sweetened the deal to get Paramore career. signed. Was that because he thought that if the label was getting money from everything in the band's mm-hmm. career, that they would be more invested exactly in promoting right. that band. And indeed they were, but then, of course, what ended up happening was that every deal ended up being a, a 360, 360 deal where they... Basically, for those of you who don't know, a 360 deal means that, that your label now gets a cut of everything. 360 degrees. The right. entire circle the of your career. The whole pie. The whole pie. They right. get a piece of all the pie. So they only to be... used to get... A piece of the record sales. Record sales and maybe publishing. Maybe a little bit of publishing depending on the deal that you had. But they didn't get any of the gate from the shows that you were playing. They They didn't didn't get get any of your merch. They didn't get any of your personal appearance money. Right. They didn't get, right. And now most of the deals are 360 deal and they do. They get a piece of that. And so what's curious to me is. Oh, I know where you're going, Lisa. Why are labels not. Since that is the case, how is it possible? Massaging. Those super fans. Since that's the case, it's even more ridiculous that Lyle Lovett doesn't have my email. Right. That Sean Colvin doesn't that, have at, my email. That, that at the show, the in the middle of the show. Thank you. At the middle of this show. Here's what it would have taken. This is all that would have had to happen. This is, here's, we can go back. I could talk to Lyle and Sean before the show, or maybe exactly. their team. They don't. Yeah, they don't. Uh, right. Talk Somebody, to their team. Their manager. Their all manager. we need to have is a landing page. One landing page. And at some point during the show, they don't even have to say it. They can flash on the screen in the back a website. And Mm -hmm. for 35 seconds, we go, hey, everybody, just take out your phones for a second. We're trying to do this new technology thing. And they could be cute about how they're old and they don't, you know, know about this crazy technology. And have everybody uh, put in your email. And we're going to choose two people from the show. And we're going to send you out the set list from this show. Right. You're kidding me. Now you have... 800 emails. You got everybody's email. And what did it take? Nothing. Right. It took nothing. But now they got my email. Now, I didn't get that set list, but you know what I could get? Exactly. I could get a photocopy of that set list right. and an opportunity to meet them backstage the next time they're in town. Right. And all I have to do is blah. Or a reminder that we're going to sell you the set FM version of the show that you just exactly saw. Right. So and it, For the low, low price of forty nine ninety five. Right, right, right. Exactly. Right? And that, well, because you were at the show, right. we're actually going to give you a 10% discount on right. that. And they check. And, and then I go back and I, I sign in and I, I'm going to do it, but I leave the cart. And you know right. what? It doesn't matter because they've got a pixel on there. And right. they find and they out I left my cart. You. And they retarget me because I left the cart. Right. And then they offer me another 10% and off And that would have taken, what, 45 seconds to a minute. And all they have to have is a little bit of pre-thought about the experience. The experience of it. The fan experience. Make us feel special. Exactly. And, and, and I love throwing ourselves into the, the fan place. Cause totally. I don't, I mean, I don't necessarily like, I don't mind being called a fan. I, right. I never liked being, yeah. calling people right. I like, I don't shows have a favorite, fans. I don't have a favorite band. I don't have no, a favorite, I'm, right. I, cause I'm not yeah, a, yeah. in that way, not that right. kind I'm of, a, but I'm a music fan. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge music fan and I'm always going to be, cause it does something for me Absolutely. that nothing else can do. Yeah. And I'm in, I'm in, I'm yeah. in, I am ripe for the picking. Right. Right? Exactly. So it's not bad. And you're, if you're thinking about how to think about your fans. And not just because you like the band Ripe. Exactly. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I am ripe for the picking for the Ripe shows as well. Exactly. No, but if you, so if you like music, think about how you would want to be approached. It's about a real relationship. It's not fake. It's not scummy. It's right. not snake oil yeah. salesman. It's, this is the reality. Exactly. Do you want to have a music career or not? Right. 
You do, right? Okay, that's yeah. why you're listening to the podcast. I mean, why else would you be listening right. to us for you know the last 35 minutes well, or something? you know, people might be listening because they know somebody who wants to have a Who music said, career. you got to listen to this podcast, and they're like, really, the whole uh, thing? Who, I mean, it just seems who like... wants to have a music career. Right, right. Yeah. But, you know, maybe they're one of those unfortunate souls who's, you know, married to somebody who wants to have a music career. Or maybe right. they manage somebody who wants to. Or, or maybe they manage somebody. Right? But, but that picture, frame it in a way that you're comfortable. Right. And then make that a setup where you would feel good. Exactly. Right? If you're, I always, when I'm trying to get like really young artists to figure out what kind mm -hmm. of music they are, I'm yeah. like, get in touch with your inner geek, man. Right. What is it that comes on the radio that makes you go, Then anything that does that to you, yeah. that's your music. That's and the it. same thing is right. true when it's your experience. When you're talking about a fan experience, what would you want? What would make you go, Right. <laughs> Do you want to copy that set list? Right. Right? Do you want the opportunity to the next time that artist comes through town, do a meet and greet with him before the show. Right. Right? Do you want a signed copy of every single, you know, CD that they've ever recorded? Right. Right? Do you want a personalized note? Right. Right? Do you want the opportunity to have them Skype with you and with their guitar for a half an hour? Right. How much would you pay? Right, exactly. Right, would you pay $1,000 for that? You know what? I know people who would pay $1,000 for oh, that. Oh, man. I know people who, if they could get John Mayer to do that, they would pay $10,000. Oh, yeah. And there's people. $50,000 exactly. to do that. Now, we're not, most of the people listening to this podcast are not yet at the John Mayer no, level. No, but, but. We don't know. But you John, might, have, might, but John you, might be listening to this podcast. <laughs> in which case, maybe John will email you. Maybe he will. He should. He should. You got, you got maybe, I hope I'm just not the only one that didn't get emailed. You're like, he's like, oh, email he's everybody, like, not Michael. No, don't Do not email guy. Michael. Eh, don't. Forget him. Cut him off the list. Just, just get, just. But, but for you, right. in, if yeah, you're but maybe in a, you get, but, but maybe what you could get is you could give, you could have 10 fans. Yes. That want to be in on a private, you know, Skype with you for a hundred bucks. And there's your thousand bucks. And here's the thing. Maybe when you're starting your career, you just offer that up to create super fans. Exactly. Maybe you just offer to Skype with people because it'd be a good thing to Skype with people. Right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, but you're thinking about the fans, thinking about the experience, thinking about what do you need to help them understand what you want them to receive. Right. With your music, with exactly. your experience, with your. Exactly. So, yeah. That's so the question started with. Why does Lyle Love it not have my email? And there are larger questions in there. There's like, why doesn't he have my email? Why right. didn't he make me sign up at the show? Why yeah. why didn't they record the show? Why did they record the show? Why didn't they take a break so that you could so that you could buy product I, I know. from them? Well and again, I, I think it's it, it you're like you were saying, it's it's the different it's a it's an old paradigm so, way of thinking. It's an old major yeah. label paradigm way of thinking, which yeah. is that you get them for the the show, and then they'll buy the record on the at the store. At the store, they'll go to the. They'll be so excited to go to the store the next day to and buy I, the show. And the way the that it CD. works when we're all walking around with computers in our hands, you know what I mean? I want it now. Is that why don't you make it easy for them now? And that if they really want the vinyl, you can ship it to them. But if they touch this button right here <laughs> with their thumbprint, it comes out of their Apple okay. account. And so basically, basically what we're saying is. You just start thinking about it in terms of merchandising, <laughs> so that it's the impulse item the <laughs> that you want them to get when they go up to the register. You know, I didn't know I needed mints, but 
you know, my mouth tastes a little. Uh, Chocolate covered almonds. This is amazing. <laughs> exactly. Right. You could tell we're yeah. just at Trader Joe's. So, uh, but, <laughs> but no, you're right. Make it easy. Why are you going to make it hard for them? Why? And yes, you can afford to leave that stuff on the table, leave the crumbs on the table if you're Sean Colvin and Lyle Lovett. But here's the thing that I would argue with their management team. That's not crumbs. I'm telling you, I could probably double the amount of money they yeah. made on this last tour. Absolutely. If they would just listen to me for three minutes. Absolutely. Well, and here's the thing. Maybe Sean... You know, maybe Sean Colvin and, and Lyle Lovett don't care, but, you know, their managers kind of should. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, maybe maybe John Mayer's team doesn't care either. And I get it. And there's, you know, you got to sure, prioritize. Sure, sure. Maybe maybe they're making plenty of money elsewhere, obviously. You know, they're doing great. Absolutely. Um, but for an independent artist, for an up-and-coming artist, for an artist trying to throw their career to the next level, mm -hmm. for someone trying to maximize what they have at their disposal. Right. You want to see all of these opportunities. Yeah. And as, are, as much as you can, try not to be overwhelmed by them. You don't need to have all of these opportunities fixed by tomorrow morning. Exactly. But go to set.fm and just peruse. Just look at it. Absolutely. Look around and see what's there and see how you could integrate that into your live exactly. shows. Think about what it would be that you would like to experience exactly right when you go to see a live show and do some more of that how do you make it easy for somebody who walks into the room and sees you playing if you play out mm -hmm. to know who you are exactly sam yeah have you seen sam i just saw a picture of sam robbins no he, he goes to berkeley he's, yeah. he's gonna you'll pay attention to his you'll voice know. you'll know he's got a great like it's like a banner that's right. on the side of wherever he is yes has his name and his Instagram and his right. Facebook. And well, his... we used to have that prior to Instagram and Facebook. Where you had to look us up on the... We used to have at the front of the stage this silly little... Uh, logo with logo Sharf with Brothers. Sharf Brothers and, yep. and then SharfBrothers.com. So exactly. people could know where to get. Know and where the, to get us. That's just easy. That doesn't right. take anything. Yeah, exactly. You could draw... You could have it... If you if you don't have any so there's a artistic million, talent, yeah. draw it on a piece of paper in little child of stick figures. Exactly. And then it's a funny thing. Exactly. Right? And there's a million opportunities like that. Yeah. You're creative. Be creative. Be man. creative. And and Think let that it. be part of your creative outflow and, and stop demonizing it. And right. and stop worrying and, and feeling like embrace everybody it. else embrace it. Embrace and that's, it. And it's not just it's okay. It's just a part of your career. It's gonna be good for you. Exactly. We promise you. Because remember, you got this. We got your back.